mask, but Justice definitely has a baby Yoda mask. Oh, that's adorable. He's drinking some soup. <laughs> nah, that's that's liquor. You see what beer he's drinking though? He's drinking a left hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here! Because I... we signed my ace back. Let's fucking go, man. How, how about how about we get this garbage started on that note? Coming to you live from Zoom City. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy, on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy, we are going to talk about last year's rules, this year's rules. We're going to talk acquisitions, and we've got a surprise. At least Steve brought me a surprise. So got you a couple surprises this episode. <laughs> All of this brought to you by DBC, DBC Brand. Brand. All right, Tom, um, first and foremost, let me... Give me screen sharing abilities right now. Oh make my me god! A co-host, because <sighs> I want to make sure that our agenda is up and we actually have something. Oh yeah, and we'll actually and follow it then, maybe. But <laughs> I do. First I and foremost, I do want to say I have a special guest here with me, uh, a friend for many, many years, uh, someone who has had me on his own podcast as well, multiple occasions. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Give yourself elevator speech. Go for it. Hey guys, my name is Justice Almond. Um, let's see, I've known Steve since uh, high school, and I have my own podcast. It's called Pod Wars, and we talk Star Wars and Marvel. And so, if you're interested, we uh, do a lot of interviews with people who, who uh, create media, and then we also talk just nerdy shit all the time. So, if that's something you're into and you like the socks, hop on over, check us out. And there are a lot of nerds on socks Twitter, so we'll oh definitely yeah, be they're everywhere. Them. We'll be sharing the pot out, Justice. So Justice has been a good friend of mine for forever. Um, That's a bummer for him, you know. I, honestly, though, I don't know. <laughs> he, he was my best man at my wedding. So, uh, but he, you know, you made it through the wedding. So I'm proud of you. That's true. I stayed alive. If anybody was more intoxicated, it was probably, you know, Kayla, my girlfriend, who's <laughs> sitting behind us right now. <laughs> good times, so, good times. She wasn't even supposed to be drinking alcohol because she signed a contract for camp. Oops. <laughs> She said, she said YOLO, so it's all Fucking good. right. Fucking right. Are we talking baseball today? We are talking baseball today, Justice. <laughs> See, that's that's something just, Justice oh, good is God, probably, yeah. probably not a normal uh, regular listener of the Sons of Honor. <laughs> so he knows that we, he doesn't know that we, you know, usually bullshit around for about five to ten minutes and then finally talk baseball. That we slash, like, need somebody who will tell us, like, hey, aren't we supposed to be talking about this right now? <laughs> so... Let's start with these acquisitions, Tom. Let's talk about these MLB acquisitions that have happened since we last recorded, at least the major ones. Yeah. Um, so our rivals, the Minnesota Twins, signed <sighs> Andrelton Simmons. Thoughts on that? Mr. Defense himself. I, um, I, I don't like that. I think that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty much every White Sox fan because it's like now we got to deal with. Andrelton Simmons, Andrelton Simmons, Andrelton, Mr. Simmons, and uh, Buxton, both of them up the middle. How the fuck are we going to get hit, man? It's like, it's going to be tough. I'm just saying that. Hey, that's the key, though. Hit dingers, and you don't have to worry about them fielding the ball, right? (laughs) You're basically taking slaps McGillicuddy out of the equation when you have those two guys up the middle. That's all I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter how hard slaps is going to hit that ball. He's not going to get his single. Like he, he just won't be hitting singles when he goes to target field. Just all right. Let me ask justice. Have you even heard of Andrelton Simmons before? No. 
that's my point, okay? Here's the thing. I know Minnesota is going to get a lot better defensively up the middle because Andrelton yeah. Simmons justice is like the Aussie Smith of the 2010s. Really good defensively, can't hit the ball, okay? Yeah, he's going to bat two fifteen tops. Exactly. Like, he's hit over league average in on-base plus slugging, like, once in his career, <laughs> I think. And but, that was early on. But doesn't the yeah. Twins – don't like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, didn't they already hit a bunch of home runs last year? So, okay. like, adding defense is good. Okay, we don't need to hear your <laughs> negativity, all right? <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing, too, is the Twins right now, obviously, as many MLB fans know, is they're losing one of – or they might lose one of their biggest power bats in Nelson Cruz. So, with – Adding Andrelton Simmons to the lineup. Andrelton. However you want to pronounce it. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) They really need Nelson Cruz back. Would you agree, Tom? Yeah. I mean, definitely. And if you're going to be uh, kind of moving around your infield structure and, like, you're counting on Polanco coming back in a big way, you're counting on – Buxton being healthy the whole season you're you know there's a lot of things where like if you're a twins fan you're looking at it and oh and you're there your pitching's not crazy good you know it's representative but it's just going to be like obviously I'm scared of them I know I'm scared of them because they can be really good any given day but they're not there yet or they're not complete. And especially with that hole at DH, you're like, okay, what are you going to play Jake cave out there? <laughs> like what the fuck? Right. It's, exactly. You're going to need somebody. So I, uh, I'm scared for the day when they, when they, when they resign them. I mean, you bring up their pitching too. And another guy that they've acquired, I think since the last time we were on was J a Hap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> gonna I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be. Yeah. No, they, I think what it was though, they were like, man, we keep losing the fucking Yanks. Why don't we just sign former Yankees players? This is going to work this, you know, honestly, I got to give it to them. That's pretty fucking smart. Well, Hey, <laughs> the Yankees beat him to the punch with DJ Lemayhew. So thank God with that one. We were yeah. For a second there. Ooh. I mean, and especially when they were looking for middle infielders, like ooh, that could have been bad. Like if they're getting Andrelton Simmons, Andrelton, instead of, fucking dj i'm happy like if if that's the story of the offseason that we're talking about with the with the twins then you know the lesser of two evils right right well keeping it in the al tom and i know we were talking about how competitive the al east is going to be next year look i told you so i told I mean, you these are, blue are jays you thinking, were coming are you thinking the blue jays are the f- clear favorite now with simeon and matt's getting you know trading for matt signing simeon <laughs> Matt's is kind of a lesser thing because he's an injury, you know, kind of laden and, and he, 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 he's hit or miss. Like he could come out and have a crazy awesome season, but you can't be banking on that. You know what I mean? I, I think that Marcus Simeon is just another solidifying of that lineup though. That lineup is fucking, it's really strong, really, really strong. And what I was saying though, and where I think, you know, we got to revisit this now is look, you got yourself both wild cards coming out of the AL East because they're just going to beat up on the rest of the teams. Like when they play out, I I hear you when you're saying like, it's, it's probably going to be more like a 90 win team that misses the playoffs because they're just beating up on each other in the division. I hear you, but I, I can really see a possibility where you've got 
the Yanks, the Blue Jays, and the Rays all coming out of that division into the playoffs. I it's possible, dude. I mean, the George Springer signing, the Marcus Simeon signing, the young bats that they have. I mean, it's dependent on two things, right? Are guys like Kavan Biggio and <laughs> Vlad say, Jr. Just say Kevin. <laughs> it's Kavan. That's how it's pronounced. Bo Bichette. Like, you're dependent on those uh, That's guys. Bo Bichette, by the way. No, thank you. No, like it's not. It's <laughs> not justice over here. <laughs> you're damn right he does. That's awesome. Um, but I mean, thinking about it, like it's going to be interesting to see if those young bats can produce and if they're actually going to have enough pitching and keeping it star Wars, they have to go up against the evil empire. Like that's, you're just going to have to do that 19 games a season. It's going to be tough. And I don't know, man, it's like they're, they're paying They're shelling out a lot of cash for this though. They're, they're paying that Canada tax. Big time. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, you saw it in the Simeon contract, right? The guy's getting what? 16? Yeah, it's it's for... uh, He's good. He's good, though. So, like, I think he's worth that. He wasn't worth that to the Sox. (laughs) But but whatever, you know. It is what it is. I'll be honest, We got TA. We got TA. It's way... We got the better end of the deal, so... I'll, I'll ask you, how many seasons of... I believe it's weighted runs created plus over a hundred does you're, Marcus you're, Simeon have. Okay. It's probably since 2018 in 2018, 2019, 2020, or not 2020 because he has one really was it just even, 2019? I, I think it's just 2019. Damn. Damn. And they paid I, him that. I mean, they're, they're paying up big time Yeah, to try and be competitive. Okay. I'll give it to you. I mean, that's, I, but I, I, regardless, I think that's a really stacked division. But that, in, what I'm saying though, is that makes it even more important that we have to not just be competitive in our division. We have to fucking win our division. There's no, oh for sure, way around it at this point because you can really see. And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, and I, I'm probably wrong because the stats. It's really hard to get two wild card teams out of one division three in in a regular season it's really hard to do that but i feel i just feel it man i feel like it's going to come and al east is just going to be stomping on everybody else because they're some real good teams in that division the this year's tampa bay rays i'm going to say it again have the 2006 white Sox written all over them tough division (laughs) not enough talent from top to bottom well, Tom, let's switch it over to the NL. And Justice, this is going to get you engaged here. What? Oh, Our, yeah. The, yeah, yeah wait, you have to, yeah, explain your fandom so that we can all enjoy. Like every, every fandom or just like, just, or like. Uh, yeah, bring it, yeah, bring it all. Bring it all. All right. So I'm going to start off. I am a Packers fan and bad. Oh, fucking fan. hell, bro. Uh, the only reason I'm a Packers fan, though, is because when I was little, my, my family's from Wisconsin and my grandma told me that I would. Santa would not come if I was not a Packers fan. Um, <laughs> That's how they brainwash them. Yes. That's how yep, they get absolutely. them. Uh, so then I am a Badgers fan, um, even though they break my heart like they did today. can't believe they lost to Penn State. Um, <laughs> and then Buck, Bandwagon Bucks fan, Bandwagon Cubs fan, and I'm a Blackhawks fan. So explain Bandwagon Cubs fan to to us uh, so that we can um, let's get say I, I like them when they got uh, – Anthony Rizzo. Um, so like, I guess it's like kind of acceptable. 
2013. That's, that's, that's acceptable. I mean, that's, I mean, that's I play, a- I grew up playing first base. So like when the Cubs, I don't know, like I liked him and then, and then I was like, I guess he's on the Cubs. So I'll just start rooting I'm- for them. And then they finally started getting good. Justice actually came down for the parade. We actually went to the, we, we tried to catch the parade, but uh, it was too packed downtown. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm aware that it was very busy because there's a lot of Cubs fans. Thanks for reminding me how many more Cubs fans there are than White Sox fans. Steve. But I'm not like one of Steve's like friends. Like, I don't know if you talked about Ryan on this podcast, but like Ryan, Ryan's been on the podcast. Yeah, Ryan, is insane. He's like a diehard fan. I'm just kind of like, I'll watch the game every once in a while. Casual. Like, you're yeah. here for the dubs here for the dubs. I hear you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure you if you need heard more the of news. those in the White Sox. I'm not sure if you heard the news, Justice. Jock, Jock Peterson, who's with the Dodgers, was with the Dodgers, now Cub. Yeah. So no more Schwarber, but Jock Peterson is a Cub. Yeah. Tom, you've got, it's, <laughs> it's you've just, got thoughts on this. It's just head scratching. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and, and here's my theory. Here's my theory. Jed wanted to Jed wanted the club to be Jed's club. He's sick of Theo's. He doesn't want to live in Theo's shadow. He doesn't want to be carrying Theo's players. He wants Jed's team to be Jed's team. And like, it's not a dick measuring contest. Your off season acquisitions don't make any, your off season moves. Don't make any sense. Like why not sign Schwarbs? Go and grab Peterson but don't bring back your best pitcher. Like, yeah, what is what's happening here? And and you literally you, you didn't get shit. You you didn't get shit for what you Darvish is worth. And hey, maybe that was the best offer, but bro, like a bunch of 17-year-olds and Zach Davies, and, baby. <laughs> Zach Davies who's like Alec Mills on a good day is, is what I feel like, you know, like without the potential to like, just, just kind of, I don't know, man, it doesn't feel right. And, and I hear you with your, with your, Hey, your man's was 34 years old Darvish. And like, he's not getting any younger, but the man has a pitching arsenal, the size of fucking justice's neighbor's gun rack. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, (laughs) ridiculous so i i i don't know man it does it it the the offseason doesn't make sense and that's the only way i can frame it for it to make sense to me is that jed's just having a dick measuring contest with his former boss which i don't know why because everything i've read is that they had this great relationship but i think he just wants it to be his team and he doesn't want anybody else's watermark on that shit and that's unfortunate for cubs fans because now you're out here half in half out and it like you said before it's baseball purgatory kind of shit and it's not i don't know if they're there yet but with the next acquisition that we're going to talk about in what the cards are doing you're looking less and less likely to, to come out of that division and it's the weakest division in the nl so if you don't come out on top you're not coming into the you're not going to the playoffs for There's, sure, and yeah. the Nolan Arenado acquisition was what yeah. we're going to bring up next, right? Nolan, Nolan Arenado, not Owen Arenado or whatever I was going to say there, <laughs> is a Cardinal. Um, a huge acquisition for them, you know, fills a huge gap that they had in their lineup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were not yeah. a strong hitting lineup to begin with, and now you add somebody that can hit and play defense. You got anchors on the corners. That's Colorado. 
Yeah, so, you got anchors on the corners, and and that's I mean, you can really build something from that. And you know, you've got your DeYoung as well, and so, like their infield's pretty stacked. Like, so it's it just makes it a hell of a lot harder for the Cubs to be like, we can do this. Like, I mean, I, let me ask you, as a casual Cubs fan, Justice, does it feel like their time's over? Um, I. I you can't take anything that I say, take everything I say with a grain of salt. So, um, I, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I felt it was really weird. They got rid of you Darvish and, um, uh, I don't know why I don't know. I don't have any feelings about the Kyle Schwarber thing. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I just saw that the Chris Bryant thing got worked out and he's technically not my favorite just because I feel like he's hasn't really performed well, but I don't know. I just feel like they're in this weird That's spot fair. where they're, they aren't, probably going to live up to their potential and it's just going to be um waiting until they write out their contracts and then we'll start over that's how i feel yeah dude and that's, that's fair yeah i mean i mean that I, I love i love the measured takes of somebody who's not like all the way inundated with a with an organization like it, it's just a breath of fresh air sometimes to be like yeah, it, it doesn't make sense from the outside looking in that they would get rid of you, Darvish. Yeah, it's like whatever that they got rid of Schwarber and Chris Bryant. Yeah, he hasn't really performed in three years the way that he's that the way that he's capable of. So it's like good thing they figured it out, but at the same time, like shit, like it's just when are these contracts up? When can we start our rebuild? You know, like that's what it feels like. It's it's yeah, beard, and it worries me that I don't know if you guys saw the conversation where he talked about how he like he's lost his love for baseball, and yeah. you never really want to hear that from your former MLP or MVP. Sorry. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I know everyone. You know, like it's been a really rough year, and it's been a rough couple of years for him. So I get that. Uh, it's just I don't know. I feel like that's something you just don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. No, for yeah. sure. You can always um, bring something like that back. Like it, you can always fall back in love with something when it's like like i think of when i was at loose and like there were days that i fucking hated that place and there were days that i was like damn i'm really gonna miss this place you know what i mean like you can human emotions are weird and so i i think i heard like people like brian was really pissed that the way that headline came out because he's like i'm not i don't hate baseball like what the fuck and that's the way the headline read is like he it sounds like he hates baseball and it's like he he did not say that is what you know, his reaction was to it. Right. But when it comes down to it, there was truth in that. It, 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 he wouldn't have said it the way that he said it in the interview, which prompted said headline. If there wasn't truth in it, you know what I mean? Right. You know, they won the NL central last year, correct? Oh, fuck. I forgot. And that was from career low years for Rizzo, Bryant and Baez. Your three they top guys. But they had that years. I say like, look here, you have a full 162. They're not going to win that division because they got off to that crazy hot start. It's like if you put the 2016 White Sox in a 60 game season, yes, they're going to come out with the number one in the division title, but they are not a good team. You know what I'm saying? Your top three guys hit like shit for the first 50 games of the year. And they still won a division. Dude. They sold way too quick, in my opinion. And and that's what's weird about it, though, because they didn't technically sell. They just didn't 
tender Schwarber and they are Darvish? selling off Darvish. And there were the rumors about Hendrix too, but I, I don't think that's, those are coming to fruition. I, yeah, I don't think that's anything. I think that's um, just because there was so much movement. I don't know. It, it's weird, but this is a White Sox podcast, not Stubbs. I feel like it was I know. Well, hey, let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk about that, true. Tom. And I know I was going to kind of bring it back to Didi and talk about the NL East, but I think we've talked about that kind of ad nauseum a little bit in regard to other teams in the division. Your ace is back, Tom. My fucking ace, Carlos Rodon, is on the mound in a Sox uniform. I hate every happier. I really um, hate everything. Take us about to the division that. title. Let's go. Why? Starter number one. Put him out in the front. <laughs> hot trash. Absolute <laughs> hot trash. Tom, if this team's going to get better, why are they re-signing a guy like Rodon? Depth. He's just a depth piece. And no, he isn't. A, what depth? Depth means you're good. He, I, okay. I hear you, but you need to pad this out. Like if, if you're saying, okay, your tune will totally change if they sign or trade for another starter. Am I correct? Absolutely. Cause, cause then but he I looks like a depth will. But you don't, you're not in the damn front office, Steve. And like, I, I the way that I see it as it, it's an insurance $3 million. It's an insurance thing. It's I just not, showed Justice the baseline stats from Carlos Rodon in 2020. And his reaction was what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I, and that was his first time back from injury rehab. You gotta like, and it was a, fucking there was no warm-up he was just thrown into shit uh, and i'm gonna i'm going to make excuses for him all day and all night and because he is my guy but at the same at, in the same breath he's just an insurance guy like there's no reason to blow up about this he's not going to be in the starting lineup or in the starting rotation he's just going to be a long reliever you know they're gonna or a sixth starter when when your fifth guy goes out or, or whatever you know and if if Reynaldo Lopez tires blow out then you throw Rodon on the mound and so I, you're saying he's just a guy that's gonna sit on the side but I mean you've got Bob Nightingale out here tweeting the White Sox have quote-unquote <laughs> fabulous bullpen depth and with the signing of Carlos Rodon for three million dollars what the hell is that depth de- de- that's exactly what I just said it's depth it is it is if you are going if you want something to be angry about, you can be angry about this, but it's not worth your time to be angry about it. He is a pitcher with potential brought back at market value. What potential? What have you seen in the last three years of 20? I want to say he's 29 now. I've seen injuries, is what I've seen, Steve. And before prior to injuries, he was a good pitcher, a really promising pitcher. And that it's was promising, not good. He's I, never been good, Tom. I told you though. I said, I said potential. He is a pitcher with potential brought back at market value. There is nothing more to look at it. It's just that. And it's a depth acquisition. That's it. Don't so this, like don't worry yourself about it. Is this my favorite term? Can you say that he's a injury prone? <laughs> he's beyond injury prone. <laughs> Dude is 28 and spent his a majority of his career either on the DL or the IL. Like 
Steve gets mad at me because every time someone gets injured, I'm like, yep, injury prone. He's like, dude, they've been injured one time. Stop. <laughs> now, this is a fair case of this. That. This one is more accurate than that. And, you know, you can you can yell until you're blue in the face. But, you know, two things like this is this is not going to be. Uh, well, OK, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a little bit more than that. And I'll say, you know, I, I my hope, my my sincere hope is that this is not you know, Kenny or, or Rick Han saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm really glad we got him back at a lower price so that we can, you know, leverage him in playoff situation when he's, when he gets his mojo back or something like that. Like, I, I, I hope it's not something where they're just in love with him still as a prospect. Cause he's past the point of being a prospect. He's just, he's just a guy. He's just a depth guy. That's going to be a, you know, hopefully thrown into a situation where he does succeed with a smaller workload. That's, that's the only thing that you can hope for. All I got to say is I pray to God, he doesn't sniff the bullpen, Tom, because <laughs> what we saw last year out of him in the bullpen, no fucking yeah, thing. That was, I mean, Ricky's not the best bullpen manager is I think what we learned last season. Is it not? So that um, is true. That is true. Uh, I'm very curious to know if La Russa had something to do with the signing too. Um, because if he did, uh, I'm very, very curious. I'm well, very Larusa, curious to see what he sees. Front office is not the same as as coaching staff, and any coach will tell you that. There are coaches and managers that have a lot more sway in in matters like this. But I mean, a great example is Ricky saying, "I need another fucking pitcher," and the front office said, "Nah, bro, you're good." And then he got himself canned for not being able to manage with one less starting pitcher than what he had, you know, like yeah, managers and front offices are not necessarily in cahoots. And especially when you paint it in a picture where La Russa's the guy, he was Jerry Reinsdorf's guy, not Rick Hahn's guy, you know? No, and, for and, sure. and that's what at least most people are led to believe. Who knows? Maybe Rick Hahn actually is in love with him, but it doesn't really seem like that's the case. So yeah. why would Rick well, Hahn listen to him in acquisition for a $3 million arm? Not, not the end of the world. Right. Justice, uh, I'll close. I'm going to close this this part of our episode, Tom, on this, and I'm going to ask Justice this question, and I want to put it into kind of movie making perspective, Justice. So let's just say that, you know, because of COVID, right, um, a movie got put on delay, right? Let's say the making of some Star Wars film got put on delay, and let's say the budget for that film got cut by about ten percent. Right. Um, do you think that fans of the movie, do you think that's fair to fans in the movie? Do you think that's, uh, or fans of whatever series, do you think that's fair to the people who are really in, in the thick of things trying to make things work? Oh, man. I think that's a, um, I think it's, I, I, I mean, fuck the fans. Um, <laughs> Oh my it's, God! It's more like not fair to like the actors and the producers and everyone that goes into it because they're putting their heart and soul and it's their job. Um, but like, I mean, yes, there's a point where like you want to cater to the fans, but at the same time, like you want to put out like your work and you know, like they're, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like I always said, fuck the fans. 
Well, I guess maybe that's what Rickon meant by uh, our team is on the court, right? But I, I love that take that it's like, it's, this is a disservice to the team that you've put together. And you're saying like, to this core, you're saying, good luck. Like, none of these guys are going to want to fucking come back or sign an extension if you just stand pat for the next three years. Most like, definitely. If you don't go after it in a big way, these, you know, your your Tim Anderson, your Eloy Jimenez, your Luis Robert, and, and like, they're on extensions, I hear you, but they're not n- never-ending. They're not infinite extensions. Once those are up, they're going to be like, fuck this place. They don't want to actually win. They just want to be competitive, and we are going to be competitive. It's going to be a good movie, but is it going to be the best? Is it going to be a new hope? Is it going to be fucking Return of the Jedi? You know, it, it's going to be. <laughs> you named the, you named the two worst. Of I don't the fucking know, bro. I don't. I mean, I doesn't just, even name the best bro. one. Okay, Empire Strikes Back was kind of a big deal because the bad guy wins. Cool, whatever, bro. Like, it's, okay, don't it's not even, even no, that. Oh, I just know no, it's, justice it's, doesn't even want to go yeah, there. We could talk about it after. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But you're right, Tom. You're absolutely (laughs) right about one thing, and it's convincing the veterans to come back, right? Why would the veterans want to come back? Even more, yeah. Is going to be shorted. Yeah, Lynn's going to be like, fuck, bro. I'll go win in in New York. Fuck, I'll go win in Houston. Like, Yep, think about a guy like Lance Lynn that's on a one-year deal, and think about guys like Giolito who you're trying to lock up long-term. Yeah, he's Gio knows his worth, and he's going to be like, fuck. Fuck, like I was stuck under Don Cooper's ass for this whole damn ride until you finally got somebody in here that could actually coach me that I actually told you about and you still won't sign any better arms. Like I'm out. I can totally understand why he would do that. And you don't want to be that organization. You already pay a White Sox tax. Why are you going to make that tax higher by not fucking selling out, bro? Like I, and pandemic makes sense. It's a pandemic. You're not, you're not sure about your budget, but you're fucking Jerry Reinsdorf, man. You were made of money, man. Yep. Your and great sure grandkids you... are going to be fine. And I know I you saw my, I know you saw my tweet, Tom, about the guys who are no longer on the books and the guys yeah. who are now new on the books. Dude, the money, that, I'm going to close on this. Okay. The money is there somewhere. It's just got to be spent. Yeah. It's got to be spent. And they fucking promised us they'd spend that shit. They had $300 million sitting, or 300, 285 or whatever the hell the figure was for Machado. It was sitting on the table, and they said that money's going to get spent. It's still, like, there's still half of that pot there. Like, $54 million to Hendricks is a drop in the bucket. Like, that is a start. That is not a finished product. Like, you're paying Lynn $9 million, right? Yep. Or $8 million or whatever the hell. Like, he's under ten. That is That's... Not that much. I mean, the Rodon contract is pretty, like, that's hey, a lot of money. $3 million how, is a lot of money. You got to be how, careful. How about this? You know how I said we're going to have a new tagline? I'm going to drop it right now, and we can drop it at the end of this episode, too. In Han, we trust. Spend the money we must. Ooh. <laughs> Bingo. Let's take a quick drink break. That's fire. I love that. <laughs> So, Steve, what's up, Tom? 
you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? I might. Um, <laughs> do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Social media? <laughs> and do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? Oh, of course. <laughs> well, if you answered yes to any of these, who, who should I be telling you to get in touch with? Tom, I think you're about to tell me that I should get in touch with our friends over at DBC Brand. Mm. DBC Brand, with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Wow. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and spotlight it deserves. DBC. Digital by Creatives. Yeah. <laughs> Justice out here wiling out. And speaking of Justice wiling out, I'm so excited because I know you don't, you're not big into players. You're not big into, you know, front offices and, and free agent acquisitions and all that. But you do understand the rules of baseball. You played more high school baseball than I did. Yes. And I, me. For some reason, started first base sometimes. I'm not very good. So I can hit you the started ball. varsity. Yeah. I can, I can not scoop the ball and I can also kind of slap the ball, but like I, I just, I'm okay. I'm average. I, we went to a really shitty high school. So like I played cause there was no one there. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom's baseball story is great. And it should have been shared on this podcast. I swear <laughs> 10 times, but I still want you to share it with justice. I, uh, I got hit a lot when I was playing coach pitch. Uh, while I was while I was in the batter's box, and again, yeah, that was coach pitch. I was getting hit in the head um, <laughs> with the baseball. So I don't know if it was because they didn't like me or not, but I uh, <laughs> I definitely grew a fear for the batter's box starting there. And then we got into our first year at kid pitch, and I got hit in the hit in the shin with a ball. And my dad tried to make me feel tough. He was like, "Yo, yo, look, you can see the stitches of the ball in your leg," but it backfired because after that I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to stand in the box. If this motherfucker is going to leave stitches in my leg, like <laughs> fuck. So I like, I was too afraid to stand in the box. I, I kind of, I quit after that year. I, I picked up volleyball instead where I was getting oh, like, fucking sniped in the back row anyway. So I might as well have just like taken the hits from baseball, but baseball is a lot harder than a volleyball. So <laughs> If yeah. there was a volleyball team at our high school, I would have quit football in a heartbeat and played. Um, I'm looking back now, I really regret playing football. But uh, <laughs> though I had that similar similar situation uh, growing up. I went to, you know, Little League, we were really, really good. Um, the team that we played on, because it was a lot of Boylan kids. Good old Roy Gale. Yeah, it was all these Boylan kids. and and uh, But at one point, coach was like, you should just not go up with a bat because you're going to get on base, but you're going to get hit. <laughs> and, and, and I, it never like, I just like got really good at like turning my back and just like taking it. I'm like a pudgy kid too. So like, it, it didn't really hurt. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so like, yeah, it was, it was fine. But like, yeah, there's definitely a moment where a coach is like, just, just don't go up with a bat. You're fine. That's the funniest thing. Cause I was, I was skinny when I was a kid. I'm not like fat now, but I was skinny as hell. And I was small. 
So I was like super small and people were still canning my ass, like being in me. I'm like, I'm not even a big target. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> it's amazing. I, I want to compare myself. I want to, I, I feel like I am the Nick, the, the early 2000s Nick Madrigal. Like I modeled my, and I played outfield too. So real, let's be real. I was like the white Ichiro. So stupid. <laughs> were you, were you hitting the ball? Were you batting left-handed so that you could slap hit and run at the same time? Okay. So the right handed white <laughs> Ichiro, there we go. That's it. You were, you perfected the art of, of swinging and starting your run to first base at the same time. I, I played some solid defense too, is what I got to say. You know, I, you can, I, I would say that I was, I was, I was for Roscoe youth baseball. I was, <laughs> I was some gold glove outfield defense when I was putting the outfield. I mean, I played everywhere, but out of 11 kids, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about these rule changes in baseball that were last year were yeah. a couple years back. And, and, uh, Tom, this is, a. Uh, Something official? that what's up? Are these official? So, this is a great question, Justice. Some of these were official last year. Um, others uh, are are being taken away. So, a few days ago, Major League Baseball Players Association, aka the Players Union, decided that some of the rule changes during the shortened 2020 season are going to go away and go back to normal. Um, as Tommy is munching, I can literally hear you eating on the other side of the microphone. This is I was nuts. thinking to myself, like, there's no way they can hear this. I'm so far away from the mic. Nope, definitely a hundred percent. All right, all right. I'm putting munching. I'm putting the snacks away. I'm putting the snacks this away. Is, I'm sorry. This is this is on brand for Tommy, by the way. Justice. So <laughs> snacks are far away it. from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are two things that are on brand for Tommy every episode. And Bad it takes. is oh three. <laughs> Justice named one that I wasn't even gonna name. Bad takes is one of them. Um, eating into the microphone is another, uh, and the last one is his phone going off at some point. Usually his phone goes off. Put it on silent, but I think you'll hear it in the first half of the episode. So I am so, I'm so proud of you (laughs) without fail, without fail. Now, the first of these rules that the major league baseball player association said, no, we're not doing this again is the universal DH. So last year, the AL and the NL had the dh right this first makes time me ever so upset this makes you so upset because why it's just so like i don't want to see pitchers bat i don't care like who thank cares? you they suck like they, they, they're there to pitch they're not there to hit like put someone in but they make the, the game is all about being exciting right they've made all these rules so that they can make the game exciting and it's okay i'm a casual baseball fan i don't think it's that exciting like i'm not going to sit down and watch the game i'll go to the game or I'll play it, but I'm not going to watch it on TV. And this doing this is another reason why, like, I get really bummed. I'm also really bummed about the. I like that the game, the season was 60 games. That, but I don't understand it's just because of the pandemic. Uh, I have an issue with the 162 game thing. Anyway, this makes me upset that they're taking away this. Do you, do you know what? We'll bring that up at the end. We'll bring that up in the end because I, I want you to talk a little bit more about a shortened season for MLB permanently. Um, but I think we're all in agreement here. A universal DH would be amazing. Right, Dude, Tom? It would be, it would just, it would bring so much more life into the game. It would have like you, I think that's just it. It's, just, it's like it's dead time on the broadcast when you have a pitcher come up to bat. Cause it's just like, he's batting. Oh, 40. 
and he's going to fucking strike out or he's going to just play defensive at the plate, just trying to coax a walk. If the guy, if the guy on the mound is struggling and there's nothing special or exciting about it, it's just wasting everybody's time, including the fucking pitcher. Who's just like, I don't want to get fucking injured. There was one game I went to where Johnny Cueto got on base with some fucking miracle and he put a damn coat on. He was like, I'm not fucking like, yeah, a lot of pitchers do that. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to get cold because I got on base. This is fucking stupid. And they're damn right. It is stupid. He, he, (laughs) he or they should at least have runners for them. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's another good idea. uh, Like what was that designated runners, right? Wasn't that a thing when we were in high school baseball? What do you call the courtesy runners? Courtesy runners. Courtesy runners is a thing in high school baseball. I was a courtesy runner for Jake Wessendorf. Yeah. Because the dude was a big dude. He could hit. He caught. Um, but he couldn't run for shit. So <laughs> what are they going to do? They put the scrawny kid, you know, who runs cross country on the base paths to try and, you know, steal a bag or, you know, do something make that talk about strategy. Right. Yeah. That and, that's an exciting idea. I like that idea. So in addition to that too, um, Tom Verducci, fucking pool holes can get on base, but he can't run for shit. Like, there's no such thing as a Pujols double anymore because he can't get to second fucking base. That is also true. Literally, he's got to, like, hit it down the line and it's got to skip, you know, the wall. Can he even hit it? Like, crazy. He's falling off a little bit, but he still still has bat-to-ball skills. He still has that. He ain't got it anymore. Now, Tom Verducci, SI, Sports Illustrated, said, you know, in regard to – the universal DH. He wants it to go away. And obviously it will be, but he was like, I already missed national league baseball a little, uh, uh, pardon me, a less strategic and more homogeneous game is a more boring game in his opinion. Now I absolutely, absolutely disagree because here's the thing. How is it more strategic to have basically a free out on the defense? Right. Right. Like you're pitching and you're like, Oh, it's basically a free out. Like pitchers are batting under one. Most pitchers are batting under 100 and yeah. usually well below 100 too. And right? God forbid, God forbid you have a relief pitcher have to take a batting, uh, like a, a batting, like I appearance. feel like pitchers should have the option to want to bat. And if they don't want to bat, then they should give it up and then allow someone else to bat for them, but still be able to like pitch. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, like that, I think that would, that would be more, I think that would be like a really good compromise. Right. And that's the biggest thing though, with, with the, the, and the argument that the NL is more strategic because you get, you know, you have the pitcher hitting it's, yeah. it's not more strategic. It's just a free out. Yeah. And, like, and I can see the game them, shorter. That's it. Yeah. And I can see them say like, Oh, you, you have to pinch hit all the time. What that's saying though, is you're basically punishing your pitcher for your offense doing really well in the sixth inning. So if, you're, if your team is kicking ass and does a bat around, like they go from first to nine and they're just fucking killing the ball and there's two outs now and you're down one run and you're, you're just going to punish your pitcher. Let's say it's a duel, like a pitcher's duel. And like exactly. this guy could be out here for another two innings or if you're a guy who likes old baseball and that's why you want NL to stick around, you should want the fucking pitcher to stay in the game. That's something that's that's something that's dying that needs to stay is the pitcher's fucking pitching. Like, God 
I'm just, I'm, and obviously, obviously we're biased. We've been AL fans our whole life, but it's literally like, it is a waste of my time when I'm watching or listening to an NL game and I hear the pitcher come up to bat. I'm like, fucking hell, man. This is I mean, so a casual stupid. one, but you got an NL fan here on the other side of the microphone and he's in agreement with us. Uh, I've, yeah. been, I've been complaining about this for uh, many years. Um, I know there's a lot of NL fans that disagree with me, but this is, you know, I don't know. It's just something I've, like when I, when I, when I heard that this pandemic season was coming out, I was like, this is great. Like, I can't believe that they changed these rules and, it sucks to know that it's going back. Yeah. Damn. You're right. right. And that's, that's good to hear from a casual fan. Cause it's like, look, like is there ways to make this game more exciting? There, and that's what are. we've talked about too before in this podcast, right? Yeah. The league needs to cater more to casual fans right now has to, it really does for its own well being. Now Superstown cronies are going to be here forever. Even if you change the game. Right. Justice, you had something there. I was just going to say that, you know, there's a lot of argument that like uh, football or basketball are, is more exciting. Football also takes us just as long as a baseball game. Yeah. But, um, sometimes even longer. So like, I don't know what baseball is going to do to make it more exciting, but this is not it. Marketing's the biggest thing. I mean, marketing, damn right. is, marketing that's, is huge. That's so. a, a hugely important thing for people to wrap their heads around is that it's not length of game necessarily. <laughs> Because people sit their ass down on that fucking couch and watch people slam into each other playing football with just as many, if not more, stoppages in play. So right. what's what's the difference? It's the it's the marketing of the damn sport. Like players are encouraged to be fucking nutcases on the field when you're in the NFL. And people in the MLB, when they're on the field, you're supposed to be like a fucking Yankee, like shave your damn face and don't say a damn word. And like, what is that bullshit? Like, what is what's the league in South Korea where they can like bat flip and the KBO, baby. the KB <laughs> that shit needs to, that shit needs to be in America. And then also uh, they should let like they should do cork bats. So like the balls goes farther. And... Oh, man. Dude, <laughs> bring, back, talking... bring back steroids, too. Right. Tom? That's... <laughs> Dude, just let the steroids happen. Everybody's taking some kind of supplement that is basically a steroid. Like fucking some of these protein shakes that like or pre-workout. Holy shit. I took pre-workout one time. I thought I did cocaine. I was on fucking <laughs> fire. Like people be doing this shit and that's legal. Like, so what, so you do what cocaine the hell is the difference? Yeah, honestly, just either let them, like, take a line before they get on the field or let them do fucking steroids, which are probably safer. In, and in the, it, words of, in the words of Ron Washington, cocaine <laughs> is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was Rick James, my bad. Um, <laughs> on, to, uh, on to our next rule change from last year. That is not going to happen, according yeah. to Major League Baseball Player Association. Yeah. Expanded playoffs. Um Tom, thoughts on expanded playoffs going away? Big fan, big fan. I mean, and and this goes against what Justice was saying in terms of you're you you're devaluing the 162 when you expand the playoffs because it's like the it's it's a lot like the NBA where nobody gives a flying fuck about how you do in the regular season because you at the start of the season you know who's going to the playoffs. Because you know what the top eight teams in the league are, or the division, or whatever the hell. I don't really understand it. It's like it's half it's the rice. damn, it, half the damn league goes to the playoffs, and you know the top half teams. You can kind of like flip a coin on teams seven, eight, nine, ten. But <sighs> what the hell is going to be the difference? They're going to get bounced. 
they're gonna get fucking bounced. So who cares? And Justice, that's, go for it. Okay, okay, okay. I I I agree that adding or I, I like the fact that if they're gonna do 162 games, that they're taking away the extended playoffs because that just makes the season even longer, and that's something they don't need. See, my problem with having 162 games is that you can lose 40 games and it doesn't matter. That's my problem with baseball. You can lose so many games and yeah. those games don't matter. And that's like, that take, I, to me, that takes away the competition. Like, yes, I get like football has a lot of like, Interesting. like there's less, there's less games, basketball, there's less games. The, the, my issue with baseball is you could walk up and say, all right, we're going to lose these next 15 games. And you know what? We are fine. We are fine. We can still make it to the playoffs. And that bothers me with baseball. That's super interesting. Um, that's super interesting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously a baseball lifer. I am super invested in the sport, but the way that I see it is like, it's, it's all about series and competitions and you just got to win the weekend or you just got to win this series. And, and that's, what's exciting about it for me is it's all about, you know, matchups and it's the mono. Go ahead, Steve. Welcome. <laughs> Shout out on Sports Net. But but it's literally it's all about it, it is the most mano a mano sport in the fucking world where it's like it is one on one every day and and it is every single day and that's what's ex- that's what excites me is that I I go to sleep and I wake up in the morning and I know there's baseball you know and and like there are days in the calendar of an NBA season where it's like, it feels like a long season, but I'm like, fuck, it's like four days till the next bulls game. Like what the hell? And the bears aren't playing. So what the fuck am I supposed to do with myself? So like, I, I can understand why 162 is annoying. And I, and I like your take that it's like, dude, you can lose, you can lose 60, 70 games and make the playoffs. I, I get it. Like it, it it's annoying, but you're also saying to yourself, okay, so it's, it's an everyday thing. It's a, it's more of a grind. It's more of a, like, okay, we just got to win two out of these three. We, we don't have to win every single thing, every single outing, but I I see where you're coming from, but I'm just a baseball lifer. So I'm always going to love the, like the everydayness of baseball. I mean, basically a Cooperstown crony. I am a Cooperstown crony. I literally baseball is if baseball, I was actually coming out of the podcast today saying like, okay, if they're, if we're talking rule changes, why don't we just make the season 362 games? And no. then I never have to be without baseball. It's like the perfect scenario. <laughs> just make it a calendar year. You get so, okay, bounce right back <laughs> in high school. It was really funny. They, they separated the smart kids to the non-smart kids. And in my senior year, I decided to take the non-smart kids course, which was great. And um, there was a lot less pressure. And and we had I had to give a speech when I was one of the classes, and I gave a speech on why the baseball season should be short, shortened. Um, and there was many many people in that class who were very upset with me with my the reasonings that I gave, which were legit reasons. Um, but because I was going against baseball code. I think you and Ryan. Oh, me and Ferrucci were up in arms about it. it. We were like, no way. (laughs) Yes. But I gave like legit, like I like like looked up science and like I had like all these points and like they immediately just like wrote me off. In in hindsight, it it is long. I agree. 162 is long, you know, and I think it it might be a little bit too long. At the same time, yeah, I think what you said, Tom, like it, it really, talk about strategy, right? Yeah. Talk about, you know, having, you know, 
every every game is important down the line. But you yeah. also have to keep in mind, okay, you know, these games are against these teams. So these are must wins, right? Yeah. Like, they're in our division, but so we why have do you play to... non-must-win games like that. Does like it, the I way, mean, the way every, I ex- every game counts. Every game does count down the line. But yeah, back to the original conversation, Justice. Playoffs expanded or no? Like, like should there only be four teams? Technically, four teams from each league that get into the playoffs, or should there be what was it this year, Tom? Technically, eighty-five. Seven? It felt like fucking. <laughs> so, like, I'd like, rather it be six. Um, I know that's maybe that's in the middle. Uh, extended playoffs. I said I already said no, just because it's already one hundred sixty-two games. Um, but I guess like just to end this kind of point, maybe that's why I like enjoying playing Call of Duty and and stuff like that compared to <laughs> grinding like you know destiny or, or lego legends and <laughs> the, to like kind of make it more of like a pop culture thing um baseball is a grind sport and football is is a, a fast action that's true i mean baseball is 100 grind sport yeah. and that really emphasizes the importance of depth which is all white Sox fans should be talking about right now yeah. is how this team doesn't have enough depth dude we just um, got some more with carlos rodon i don't know what you're complaining oh about. god <laughs> gag me <laughs> the third thing this third rule change which i think is going away this year but i think it's actually still on the table is this extra runner on runner on second to start extra innings Dude, so fuck my game life. ends so just to say games tied three three okay. at the bottom of the ninth ninth inning ends it goes into the top of the tenth the team that's up to bat in the top of the tenth starts with a runner at second base and so no. will the team no so will the team <laughs> in the bottom half too but each team so say Team comes up to bat, top of the 10th, runner starts at second. The bottom of the next half inning or of that inning of the bottom of the 10th will also start with that team at a runner at second base. I'm sorry, but those 14 game innings are exciting. Yeah, they <laughs> I are. love them. Exactly. Love right. Them. They keep you on the edge of the seat. And and, and I it's know that like goes against everything that I've yeah. said tonight, but like that makes those games exciting. Yeah. Most definitely. And and they're just epic, man. And it's and that's something that if you want to keep baseball fucking unique, fuck the NL versus AL. Go with a, a sport that could technically last a full fucking twenty four hours if you don't score a damn run. Like yeah, like cricket or like like this like that is something so unique to baseball where technically a game can be played in two hours, but it could also take. 13 hours like it just depends on how the game plays out and i don't know man it's i heard who was it that we had on on it was um perez right we had him on and he talked about how he got like he had a guy on because yeah it was either perez or king cannon but yeah yeah, yeah. and he and he talked about how he was in he it's already a thing standard in the minor leagues because they want to keep those games short. And I get that because, like, it's not like you have a bunch of people watching at home or whatever, you know. Um, and he just, like, it, it changes everything about the at-bat. It changes everything about the strategy, the way you yeah. lay out your defense, the way that you throw the next pitch. It's it's so different when you have a man on second. And that's something that's exciting about the regular innings, or, or the first nine, because it's like, dude, you just you get somebody on second, and you can, you can fucking I mean, make something why should, happen. Why should the game change, whether it's the first inning or the 11th inning, is the way yeah. I see it, you know? The, the yeah. thing I'm thinking about is, how does that, like, I'm thinking about stats, because you guys care about baseball, is all about stats. Like, does that person get, like, an on-base, on like, high I don't know what I don't know anything about that. Thank but like, you. 
Like, how do you does, does he get higher points or like does, does that not count? I'll like, be honest with yeah. you, I don't know how that goes against pitcher ERA. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I mean, like the guy gets driven in, that makes your ERA go up, but you didn't give up the hit that led to that guy getting on second base. Exactly. And, and especially when it's the major fucking leagues, you better make those teams earn their runs because you could have a slapdick hit that like is a fluke that's usually a single that shouldn't have really happened and now it's a fucking rbi single because you had this jag off on second base starting the 10th and the game just because one fucking fluke of a hit he just like oh for sure hope and a prayer when he swung the bat when he was down two strikes a nick Nick madrigal type of hit a nick madrigal like bloop a, a Kansas city special, you know, come on. Like you don't want that driving in runs in the 10th. Are you kidding me? I, I get baseball wants to make the game shorter, but I don't think this is it. Like I, I, I don't think this is the, like this is changing the game too much to shorten the game. And there's other ways that you could do that. No. And plus, plus Tom, you care so much about uh pitcher wins and losses, right? So you're uh, damn right. I do. This one. <laughs> you're damn right. I do. I want my guys, I want my pitchers pitching seven innings. I want my pitchers to just fucking do 120 pitches. Speaking, hey, speaking of speaking of pitchers, let's move on. Speaking of pitchers and speaking of strategy and speaking of length of game, one rule that has been introduced into the game uh, for a couple years now is the three uh, a pitcher has comes into the game and they have to face at least three batters or uh, get out of an inning in order to be taken out right i thought that that changed the whole strategy because like couldn't you bring in like a, a you could a bring in a setup guy just to pitch that one just person? to pitch to one single person okay, yeah. I, okay that this uh, that's that's something again like that rule like this 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 makes it i guess like faster mm-hmm. the, the game faster if that's what they're going for mlb is going for but like it, it takes away the strategy i guess there i guess there is also strategy and like we think about those three batters mm-hmm. but um I know that there's a lot of pitchers who their whole thing is like they're just set up guys. They're set pieces. Jace Fry. Jace Fry. And and you're right about that. You you put Jace Fry in. You could in the past put Jace Fry in, get one lefty out, and then pull his ass. But the it takes a full commercial break. And that that's a fact. And that you could talk about contracts with TV all you want, but it takes a full commercial break to change a fucking pitcher. I'm sick of it. I, I love this rule. I love this rule. And yeah. fuck the lefty specialists, man. Fuck them. If they can only get one fucking guy out, they shouldn't play the damn sport. You know, like you I mean, gotta get for it. But and 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 here's the other <laughs> thing. This is the other thing that I'm talking about. And like, yeah, strategy, strategy. This is gonna bring more offense, and it has brought more offense. And that's what this damn game needs: is more hits, more offense more bat flips, you know, more like more, more cocaine, more steroids. Let's fucking go, man. <laughs> so really the MLB had it right. in with the eighties Mets and the steroid era of baseball, you're, Hard you're talking about two of the most popular eras and teams. Like, yes, they got it right. You're getting, like the, the home run chase of Sosa and, and McGuire. And yep. McGuire the whole damn country was watching that shit. You don't have that anymore. You, ha, hey, let me ask you this, Justice. Who won the World Series last year? 
See? Yikes. See? Dude doesn't even remember. See? Because of the alcohol. It's because of the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And that's and and like yeah, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but I I mean like that's what I'm talking about. Like Dodgers. Yeah, they did. You're right. You got it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you could have guessed that, like, just because the Dodgers have been really good for the last year. All I know is that fuck Houston. All right. (laughs) Everybody's on that train. Yeah. All right. So if there's if there's one rule that you can change in baseball right now, Justice, I think you said shortened season. That's yours. Like, if you could change one thing in baseball. Oh yeah, I go to like a a ninety game season or like a hundred game season. Um, there. Yeah, but I, I know that there's a lot of people on here that are going to listen to this and just completely disagree with me. But as a casual fan, um, I'm just not going to invest 100 into 162 games. And if you want baseball to keep on growing, uh, you got to do something. You know, I want to hate you for that, but I see the validity. I would have probably skewered you if you said another 60-game season because that 60-game season was like a – like it just wasn't enough for me. I just needed it in my veins and it just, it didn't, it didn't quench my thirst. I could see a hundred game season doing something for me though, you know, and it would place, it would be a lot of value on. And I I feel like 162 is super random as fuck. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't know who came up with that, but now it's like, it's a number that means something to me and that's why it's like valuable. But uh, who the fuck came up with 162? Is that just like old baseball, man, 19 times four. That's the teams in your division. Plus any, I mean, every other team in your division in the AL plus one interleague game, or I don't, the math doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, I love it because I'm gonna love it no matter. I would love it. It was if it was 240. You know, I, I I literally would love this sport no matter how many games these motherfuckers play. But I'm just glad I'm not the villain on this podcast. I mean, I am the villain, but like not like you guys are like making me. The <laughs> You're not the ultimate heel. You're not <laughs> yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah. heel. We've got That's we've had sure. worse. We've had worse. Um. So Tom, <laughs> what's your rule change? If it's me, I'm introducing a pitch clock, and you know. I, I I understand. I understand. But, you know, I'm sick of watching David. By Price. a pitch clock, what do you mean? Because technically there is one. Yeah, but you got to shorten that shit. Like you still even more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're letting a guy. Burley take... shit. You want Mark Burley to be you... the greatest pitcher of all time. I do. But no, I they, do. They, they do get to warm up in the, like the pitcher's mound. So shouldn't they already be ready? Like it's like they're, they're professionals. They should it's be not... able to go on the on the field and just it's and I get it. it. It's a chess match. Like you, you have to set up one pitch for the next. You, ha- you like you can't pitch the same way in a three two that you can in a in a. 2-0. I, I get it, but so do these guys. They they know what pitch they're gonna throw. What they're making millions of dollars. They should be able to do it without it like without their eyes closed. My thing would be something from this list, and it it is the universal DH. Like, there's no reason the NL and the AL should be playing a different game. Like, yeah. literally, you have like teams shouldn't be setting up their rosters. Based on, oh, I'm going to have, you know, X amount of less at-bats a year during the regular season. That's dumb. That's ridiculous. Like, that puts the Yankees at a better The Phillies, the Phillies mm-hmm. should be playing the same game as the Twins. The yeah. Mets should be playing the same game as the Red Sox. Like, yeah. it's like, it's The dumb. Phillies would be a lot better 
if they could just mash and the reds would be, or, you know, like not the reds actually, but you know, like teams that just want to mash. I mean, I'll be hundred percent honest with the white Sox make the playoffs and somehow make the world series this year. Right now their roster is set up where they might be better against an NL team than they are right now. Like than they would be in the future. Cause like they don't have a DH, but. That's another conversation. Yeah, and and that's that's one hundred percent. Like, if the White Sox were in the NL, we'd be fine because we haven't been able to put together a DH in a, the longest time. So technically, if we're White Sox fans, we should want the NL to live forever, and then we should switch divisions with the Cubs, and the Cubs should have wanted a DH so that they could keep Schwarbs forever. But like, that's not even what's good for the game. What's good for the game is fucking dingers. I just it's a wasted I I couldn't agree with you more but I'm still saying my pitch clock all right actually it's not in major league baseball it's non-existent what am I thinking of what, what no there, there's exists? a pitch clock no, it's, it's a warm-up it's, it's the warm-up warm clock that, that's what I was talking about yeah. earlier when I was talking to you guys I think it's stupid that they have a pitch clock on the mound because they're already on a fucking mound right. earlier warming up it's used be- in college and minor leagues so why are we I uh, uh, why and this is using a major leagues. This is what they this is what they did in 2019 was a 20 second pitch clock in in uh spring training or 2019 right. yeah there was a 20 mm-hmm. second sp- pitch right. clock and and the thing that's important about it is it doesn't affect like I, I there was some guy who pulled out a bunch of stats on it but it, it really doesn't affect the majority of pitchers. The majority of pitchers are under that time limit. But every team has one or two guys either in the bullpen or starters that just take a minute and a half between pitches. Your your David Prices, your we love the guy on this podcast, but your you Darvishes. These guys just take forever. They they just take forever to throw the ball. And if you give them like if you give them 20 seconds. If, and you have to throw a pitch or you or you forfeit a ball in the count you know hey that's that's exciting because know, like, then you're you're literally sitting here like like this like holy shit is he going to is he going to throw it in time is he going to throw the ball in time or is he going to have to forfeit a ball i mean you know, aaron rodgers doesn't even snap the ball in time and he and he's good to go so i mean it doesn't even <laughs> we're not talking about the packers because of what happened shut the fuck up Patrick Mahomes is going to kill tom brady fuck you guys. <laughs> justice is a little bit better right now a little he's heated a little over there about the packers Ooh, i understand felt the flames over wisconsin here wisconsin sports is the same thing you get hyped they let you down your heart rips out i need to make a fucking photo for it <laughs> ugh i can't i can't handle Giannis, aaron rodgers all the badger sports Help me. <laughs> Look, I, I I'm not into football. It is a okay, it is a fine. it is a gladiator sport, uh, and this isn't fucking Rome. So, sure. I mean, that's why the but like MMA and, and boxing. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't I mean, like I that don't either. Follow, I don't, I, yeah. I don't like that. It's I'm not it's. Into, okay. I I'm not either, but I, I just I'm just saying. Yeah. Look, I hate I hate Conor McGregor. I think he's a trash human. Oh, I was not okay him. with. <laughs> him getting the fuck out because that's it's barbarism and people who pay to see that shit i'm sorry that's it's 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 just gladiators but like 20 21st century that's really what exactly it is. dude like the the guy's gonna have a shortened lifespan because of what he does for a living and Same that's football 
And that's a hundred percent true yeah. of football too. And it's like, is that really what we're buying a ticket for? Like yes, these guys money. Are, yeah. And, but that, that, that's fucked up. Like these guys, it's the same thing with baseball though. Cause you make them play 162 games and then they get injured or, Dang. and, and you make them play extra games where they're not ready, ready to play instead of letting them rest so that they can be healthy. Oh, and um, there you go. Lord I'm sake. sorry, but one of the best free agents on the market right now is 40 fucking years old in Nelson Cruz. One of the Brady? best pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Tom Brady's in a clay, in a case of glass. I, I like, if you Good touch Lord. Tom Brady, you get 16 flags and a technical and a, what? I'm surprised you're not a technical. A a technical. <laughs> right, that's the right sport. All right. Um, should we, uh, we should probably wrap this thing up. Can I ask your fans a question? Yes, yeah. you can ask the Sons of Honarchy listeners a question, Justice. Because I, I, I want to do this. Um, okay. <laughs> if you like movies and you have a really hard time getting into comics, would you listen to a podcast that helped you bridge the gap between movies and comics, graphic novels, manga, whatever it is? I mean, if that's your thing, I mean... I would. I, and that's speaking from a, from a position of I... Uh, am a nerd but not a nerd enough to be nerdy does that make sense yeah yeah, no that makes sense because like you i'm I'm assuming you like marvel and star wars shit right i i really like sci-fi but i don't have the time to come like to digest a whole universe of comics i just don't have the time for it so but if there was a podcast out there that took the movies explained why it's good and then took the comic that it originated from, it was good, and then told you, like, hey, if you were very interested, like, you could download this, you know, hopefully legally or illegally, and, <laughs> and said, you know, like, this is this is a perfect comic, like, you watch this movie, r- read this shit so that you can get more until the next thing comes out. Would that be interesting? I think so, because you'd be cherry-picking something that I already know I enjoy. And I don't want to spend the time to dig through shit and find out what I would like. Any more baseball thoughts? Tom? Who's winning the World Series? Oh, Justice! <laughs> wow, uh, hot off. The uh, well, with, when you're signing people like Carlos Rodon, you're 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 signing yourself. You're printing tickets to the World Series, is what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I'll start right now. Braves. But go ahead. Ah, uh, wow, Braves, Braves, and who's your AL team then? Because you have to at this point. Braves and I don't know. I, it's too early. There's so much up in the air. In the okay, so you can call the NL with all the powerhouse teams in there, including the Dodgers and the Padres mm-hmm. and the Nats and the Mets sure. and the, the Sox. Go ahead. Go ahead I was gonna, literally, if you said anybody but the White Sox, I was going to scream traitor into the mic. So. <laughs> Does this podcast know her about our bets? About our bets? You made the bets between with, with the. Oh, God. Ooh, no, ooh, they don't. Ooh. I'm sorry. Do Justice, tell. Justice and I have wagers. Um, We've had three wagers. One of them we paid off. I've already paid off. Um, mm-hmm. But the other two are still concern, currently going. The first one was, was that 2019? I'm going to look back on this. The only one that I do remember is that he said that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado would not win World Series within the time of their contracts. Wow. $5 for both of those. I don't think either of them are going to win World Series in their contracts. The other wow. one was the Cardinals or the Pirates would beat the Cardinals or whoever. Oh, that one. Yeah, um, you. Uh, it was like 2019. He said that the 
he said the Pirates would have a better uh, record than I think it was the Reds. The Reds, right? And the Reds definitely had a better record they because did. So the I, Pirates, Pirates are. are I bought him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were booty second half of the season. Oh yeah, all they do is like oh, they start bad. off pretty good, and that was that was the night after we saw Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, which uh, if you want to know what I feel about, you can go look and check it out about Powers because nice. I, have, I have feelings about it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a nice hook. I like that. Um, but if I'm gonna pick my teams, if I'm gonna pick my teams, I'm man. I love the Braves. I love them. I. I feel like the Dodgers are going to go again though, man. I don't know. I just like, I feel it. And I don't think they, ah, man, I don't know, but the, it, it feels like the Braves year at the same time, but I just one, wanted, they were one game away. From I want to disagree with you so badly. I just want to, but I think the Braves, you know what? Okay, fine. We both agree. The Braves are coming out of the NL done. Wow. There you go. Um, but the AL, I, I, unless the white Sox do something, it's, it's going to be the it's going to be the Yanks. I mean no it, pitching. No I, pitching. I, I understand, but they they just Corey Kluber going to be a force? No, but Severino is going to actually put it together. And and I I don't know, man. I just it feels like it's the Yanks year and and they got Garrett Cole still. Like they've still got a guy that can put the team on their damn back. I I just I don't know, man. I, I don't see and the reason I really what I really wanted to say was someone from the AL East, you know, because but it, it's too a little too vague. I just I don't see the White Sox being able to get to get through all of those teams. And I understand you only have to technically get through one, maybe two in the playoffs. But I just I don't know, man, we're, we're not we're not deep enough. They're, 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 um, the, what I'm hearing, you guys get injured and you're screwed right now. No, <laughs> we're not making bets. <laughs> no bets. Right no now. bets. It's way <laughs> too early. World Series predictions. Way I think the early. best, the best two notes to end this on, Tom, are first and foremost, our our buddy Carrie texted me, and he said, "Rodon, baby!" Exclamation point. <laughs> I hate everything. Yeah, that's great. Totally, he is totally playing into your your nonsense. Right he there. is a fantastic depth piece that we got at market value. Stop Bob Nightingale. Period. And End of story. There is nothing more to that than we got a good depth. Like I said earlier, and I don't know if this is going to make it but uh, in the cut, so I got to say it again. Bob Nightingale might carry as much water for this organization as Chuck Garfine. <laughs> Um, now, Tom, can you recite the new phrase back to me? I said it a couple times. In Han, we trust, spend the money we must. There you go. So, in Han, we trust, spend the money we must. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>